Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Odeo Learning Channel. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome, whether you're able to join live today or you're joining later. I know I see Judy and Jennifer. Good morning. Thank you for being here. So I was inspired. I wanted to go a little bit deeper on the word barah is what I really wanted to share. And I'm going to get started right away. And barah is what I was talking about in the uh, mercy poured forth this morning about our creator, right? And so we're looking at it right here. Here is the word. It is a bet, a rush, and an olive. And in our Brown Driver Briggs, it says that it is to create, shape, form. It's H1254. And um, it is to shape or form heaven and earth, an individual person, New conditions or circumstances. Very interesting. Shalom, Lisa. Good to have you here with us this morning. Um, to shape a transformation. That's very interesting, right? I'm grateful that he has certainly transformed me in my life. Um, it's uh, to create shape or form in, in the birthing process, right? In the womb. Um, it's something to create something new. It's to create a miracle. Okay. To cut down, cut out, be fat, to make yourselves fat. So there's some interesting definitions there in Brown Driver Briggs. So I wanted to dig even a little bit further and say, where do we see this word being used so much so that we can get the flavor of it? 
So in Genesis 1:27, it says, so Elohim created man in his own image In the image of Elohim created he him male and female created he them. Then in Genesis 5, 1 and 2, this is the sephir of the generations, right, of Adam. What was passed down through the genes, through the genome, the, the generations, who, what life came forth. So this is the sephir, the book of the generations of Adam in the day that Elohim created Barah, man in the likeness of Elohim made he him, right? So we were created to, to be in his image again, male and female created he them and blessed them and called their, called their name Adam, right? And so it's the Aleph in front of the word blood, right? The first strength of blood when we're looking at this, you know, in that pictograph, okay? In the day when they were created, Barah. Good morning, James. Glad you could join us. Um, then going to Psalm 51.10. I love this. This is a plea from David when he knew that he had walked in ways contrary to what Yah had prescribed. He said, create Barah in me. A clean heart, O Elohim, and renew a right Ruach within me. So he's asking for a creative miracle within his heart. That's what he's asking y'all to do. You know, I've messed up my own heart. Father, by your creative power, would you cleanse my heart and give me a new heart that, that pleases you? This is what he's asking. I found that one interesting. In Psalm 102, uh, starting in verse 16, when Yahweh shall build up Zion, we're going to take a look at that word a little bit later, okay? When Yahweh shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory, in his kavod, right? That weighty presence. And so he's the one who builds Zion. He's building his house. Right. This is why uh, Yahusha said, I go to prepare a place for you. Right? He's building us a house. He's building Zion. So when Yahweh shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory, his kavod. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. You know, you know that David was the destitute when he had to come and face his own sin and what he had done to Uriah the Hittite, right? And murdering him <laughs> and taking his wife for himself to come to Yah and say, this is what I've done. My sin shocks me. You know, this is what he's saying. If you don't make me anew, if you don't totally transform me, if you don't give me a create within me a clean heart. I'm doomed. If you don't renew a right Ruach within me, I have no hope of ever seeing you, you know, of ever being in right relationship with you, of living in that place that you prepared for me, of entering into your kingdom. That was his prayer of repentance. Okay. So he will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. There's so much hope in that. 
any time that we have fallen short and we know it, we can come before him with that kind of prayer, create bara in me a clean heart. Okay. This shall be written for the generation to come and the people which shall be created shall praise Yah. Right. This is, it, this is so interesting. It, it It's in perpetuity, right? Those who will come into being, it's, it's going forward into those that have not even been manifest upon the earth yet. He already knows who they are. He knows who we are before he forms us in the womb. This is what Psalm 31, 39 tells us, right? So again, we see it reinforced here. There's this people that shall be created a generation to come. Okay. So then in Psalm 104, starting in verse 24, O Yahweh, how manifold are your works. In wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your riches. And that word made is not bara. Okay. I'm, I'm highlighting where we're finding bara. It's not that. Okay. That's a different word. So, oh, Yahweh, how manifold are your works in wisdom. You've made them all. The earth is full of your riches. So is this great and wide sea wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beast. Now, anytime you see the sea, it is a metaphor for the restless masses of humanity, the world system and everything that's in it, right? There's so much going on in that whole thing, okay? There go the ships. There is that Leviathan whom you have made to play therein. These wait all upon you that you may give them their meat in due season, that you give them they gather, you open your hand and they are filled with good. You hide your face and they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die and return to their dust, right? That's the manner of all things. I always find it very interesting that we were created out of the very dust of the earth, right? And the curse upon Hasatan was that he was going to crawl on his belly and eat dust, all the days that he exists, right? I find that very interesting. All right, Psalm 104.30, you send forth your Ruach, they are created, right? You send forth your breath of life and they are bara, and you renew the face of the earth. Very interesting concepts here. We're going to really dig into this. Let this kind of just soak into your spirit as you're listening to the words of this scripture. You send forth your breath. They are barah and you renew the face of the earth. The glory of Yahweh shall endure forever. Yahweh shall rejoice in his works. Okay, now let's move on to Psalm 148. I'm just trying to give you guys some flavor of where we find this before we dig in to the audio. All right, so Psalm 148, one through five. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Yahweh from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise you him, all his angels. Praise you him, all his host. 
Praise you him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, right? The many layers and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of Yahweh for he commanded and they were bara. They were created. All right, so now let's take a look at this word bara. So we can see we've got the bet, the resh, and the aleph. And this is what I find so interesting. In the bet, it's H1121. And uh, I'm sorry, bet then is, is the beginning letter of the word bene or a bean, which means sun. And that is H1121. It is a bet and a noon. It is a house of life. It is a house that is sprouting forth with new life. It is a house of the generations to come forth, right? It's a house of the seed. See it there? Only seeds sprout forth new life. This is a really important concept here. We're going to be really digging into the seed, okay? So this is what we're looking here with this bait. And it's so interesting, you know, he started off all of scripture with that bait. That is my husband calling me. I am going to have to tell him, hey, I'm live on air. <laughs> Hi, everybody. He says, hello, everyone. <laughs> I will have to talk to you a bit later. Call me back. I will. Love you. Love you. Bye. Love everybody. Bye bye. <laughs> Alrighty. Sorry about that. I'll turn my ringer off. <laughs> and I'll have to call him back. Okay. <laughs> That's always fun when you forget to do those things. All right. So we're looking at bait. <laughs> Surprise appearance by Robert. Exactly, James. All right. So um Benet H1121. So right, we've got the house of the seed coming forth, the house of life. What's the generations coming up? All right. And then Resh, right? So we've got Bet, we've got Resh. Okay. So Resh is the beginning of the word Ruach or spirit, right? And so we've got right here, it's H7307. It's a Resh connected to, with, with a Vav, a fence, a Het, Okay, so we can see that there. That's the Ruach right there. Okay, and then we've got the, the Aleph. Okay, and which is Av begins with an Aleph and it means the Father, right? It is H1, the very first Hebrew word we get in the Strongs. It's an Aleph bait. Okay, so these are, it is a great word picture, isn't it? We've got the son, the Ruach, and the father. And what's interesting, bara is what's called a um, three-letter primitive root word. And when we're looking at primitive root words, there's such a thing known as looking for a chiastic pattern. When you look for chiastic patterns, you're looking at what is the heart of the matter. What is the heart of the matter right here between the bet and the olive, right, is we've got the resh, We've got the picture, man, um, the breath, what gives, it's our breath that gives our 
a life without breath in our lungs, there is no life without the blood. You know, the, the life is in the blood. So his, his breath in our blood is what's giving us life. What's at the heart of his concern right here is the picture of the sun, the B'nai, and that is the heart, right? The, the Yasid, this is how we understand the Yasid. And what is it? It's the house that's going to bring forth the the seed that's going to perpetuate the generations it, it's what brings the family okay and and this is why he starts all of scripture with the bet he's longing for um his family to come into his house it, it's really really interesting there we can see so much just right in the first parts of scripture so let's continue on in Genesis 1-1, we see in the beginning, Elohim created, all right, Barashit, Bara, Elohim, et Hashemayim, et Eretz, okay? That's what we've got. We've got seven actual Hebrew words there, and it was Elohim. It was, it was the Father, Son, and Ruach as one, as Ikad, that that bara, all that would ever take place in the heavens and in the earth. And the earth was without form. It had been become void of whatever had been there. That's what that really means. It, it, Something had happened. There's a lot that happens between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2 that we are not privy to, okay? All right. The earth had become without form, void. It, it did not have the structure, the order. It, was, it had become chaotic, right? And darkness had covered it. Hoset, darkness. And it was upon the face of the Tahom, which is like the, the abyss, right? The, the deep places. And the Ruach of Elohim, the Ruach Elohim. It's not the, the Ruach of Elohim. It, it is, Elohim is the Ruach. He is he is Father, Son, and, and Spirit in one and, and operates as one. We just get to understand different manifestations of how he moves, but he is Ikad. He is one. It's not three beings in one. They're different manifestations of who he is and how he deals with, with man so that we can begin to wrap our minds and brains around it. But, but this is, he is one. Okay. It's not three separate gods. <laughs> All right. So he moved upon the face of the waters. Now, then we go down to Genesis 6, 1 and 2. And it came to pass. Well, we're going to read a little further than that. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters. Okay, so that's but. All right. So we have to wrap our mind around. B'nai can encompass more than just son, it can it, it encompasses all of the children. Bat is a, a a very is the female form of mankind. Okay, 
So, and it came to pass when men began to multiply in the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of Elohim, all right, this is Beneha Elohim. This term right here, sons of Elohim, only refers in the Old Testament to angelic beings, okay? When you see it in the Bereshit scriptures, in the Besorah, all right, the good news, the good news that we, a way has been made for us, you see the promise that if we continue in him, right, that he will give us power to become Beneha Elohim. We are not there. It, it's a really cool picture when you understand. And I did a video on this. Maybe we'll have to, to rebring that up. It's called um, 153 Fish. It's an old video that I did and explains this whole concept of why were there 153 fish in the net that the disciples threw out after the reappearance of, um, of Yahusha before he ascends into the heavens, right? For after between his death and his final ascension. And it's the 153. Well, the gematria of that is uh, spells out uh, Beneha Elohim. Beneha Elohim has a gematria of 153. And those fish had been caught by throwing a net, which is a metaphor of the Ruach, uh, right? Into the seas, which is a metaphor for the restless masses of humanity. And what were caught were the Beneha Elohim, those who were given the power to become the sons of the living Elohim right? It's not a given. And and what did they look like? Some were large, some were small, some had spots, some, they, they were a mixture, right? They were not all just, they didn't all look just alike. There was a mixture of them. It's a powerful, powerful lesson for us to understand. Yeah, it is a wow, Lisa. It really is. I made a banner about that back in 2002, 2003, and I would take it to conferences and preach this at churches. And I remember the first time I did, I it was just a mainstream church and I had the banner that I had made about this. And, um, and I took it in to teach this concept, right? And it was so funny because the the preacher looked at me and we were we were bringing like I always did the name of my ministry at that point was winds of worship and I always brought in the flags and I had dance teams and had the big banners and everything was done with lots of pageantry and and beauty and it was a Friday night and the pastor came up to me afterwards after I I preached this message after we'd done our whole presentation and I preached this message and he was like I thought I was just coming for, you know, a presentation. He said that I could sit back and relax and enjoy the beautiful presentation. And he said, and it was beautiful. He said, but I had no idea. I really needed to have eaten my Wheaties before I came. He said, you talked about something I had, I've never considered before. And now I'm going to have to really dig into this. Because it is a pretty incredible thing when we, I like being able to, to see, you know, the word of Yah, it's not the old Testament, what happened then and the new Testament, it is his story. It's his history 
from beginning to end. It is one story and it all combines and it all makes sense, right? Okay. So it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. I'm back in Genesis 6. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of Elohim, okay, the Beneha Elohim, saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them women of all which they chose. All right. They took them. <laughs> and Yahweh said, and when you read in, you read in Enoch, okay, um, it says that these women were offered special knowledge and insight. To me, this looks the same as the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was dangled before Eve. There was something saying, listen, we've got something that you don't have. We are B'neha Elohim, right? And if you want to have the knowledge power and ability. You know, everybody always thinks that that um, the adversary is showing up in a red suit and pitchfork and horns. No, it, you know, if evil wasn't enticing, we wouldn't desire it. There would be nothing in it that could prick us. There's this, it's presented in this beautiful, incredible, enticing way right? No, I don't think it means that it was without their consent. See, this is what Lisa's asking. And this is, she said, took them. Does that mean without their consent or overpowering them? The only thing I think that would have overpowered them in that was the enticing of knowledge here. Here's because they showed up in a form that was beautiful and powerful. And, and I don't think that's that, that Hasatan in the garden showed up as a snake, right? That's ridiculous. He had the nature of the snake, right? And, and that's what we see. And we've got to start looking at things as, is this being presented in a metaphor so that I can understand the nature of it, right? Instead of the Greek thinking, if I pick up a pen you know, I'm, you know, and Greek thinking it's, well, this is, you know, it's blue. It says it's made by Sharpie. It's a gel pen, you know, and, and, but the Hebrew thinking says, what's, well, what do I know by looking at this pen? I know it'll put words on paper. I can, I can write things with it. That's the difference. Am I looking at the form or am I looking at the function? And when we're talking about Hebrew, we want to look at the function. What's the function? What was happening here? Right. And so we know, luckily, from the book of Enoch, that yes, that was something again, there's nothing new. The same way that they enticed Eve, they came and enticed these women. Right. And these women wanted what was being offered. It was the it was how things work. You can see it all in in Enoch in the first like 20 chapters of the book, this is described and they're short chapters, right? It, but it talks about, it was going to give them knowledge of how to work metal, how to use makeup, how to divide plants and roots and trees and cast spells and, and do things that you want to do. It, it was entice, enticing knowledge to 
work your will and your way upon things. It was witchcraft, right? Shalom and form. Glad you were able to join us. And I'm sorry, I, I had a different time today. I, I just, I needed to do it a little bit later today. So I started at 11 today instead of 10. I've been trying to start at 10 and, you know, I just, I'm trying to do these on Tuesdays and Thursdays because that's when I do mercy poured forth. But, you know, sometimes it, it's, I have to rearrange my schedule a little bit. And today I needed to, to get what I wanted down. All right. So going on, they took the women of which they, of, of all which they chose. All right. And Yahweh said, my Ruach shall not always strive with man for that. He also is flesh yet his days shall be 120 years. This is also another very, very interesting concept. And if you follow Judaism, you will not agree. Judaism will not agree with what I'm saying. I believe that y'all made things very, very simple for us. Okay. If you look at the Jubilee, Jubilee literally means 50. That's what it means. Right. Okay. If man has 120 Jubilee years, that is 6,000 years. Okay. I don't think he was talking about individual man. I believe he was talking about mankind as a whole will not live beyond the 6,000, the days of man to, for man to do whatever man's going to do will take place within that 6,000 year. And then there's a time shift for that 7,000 year, right? For that last thousand years, which would be the seventh. Okay. My personal opinion on that. All right. So, and Yahweh said, my Ruach shall not always strive with man for that. He also is flesh yet his days shall be 120 years. And why I say it in Judaism, we're not going to agree on this in the religion of Judaism they teach something very, very complicated concerning the Shemitah and the Jubilee. And, you know, that it's really only 49. It's not actually 50, even though the word actually literally means 50 and that, you you know, one repeats with the other. And so it's not really two years. I mean, it's someone was trying to explain it to me not long ago. And I just looked at them and went, can you show me that in scripture? Well, no, but our elders know, you know, no, they're, they're talking from the Talmud, the Zohar, and the Mishnah, which is all from the mind of man, which Yahusha himself confronted constantly when you read your scriptures and seeing what he was confronted. Yah did not, he does, he is not the author of confusion, right? So I can know that that is not right. I can look at that religious system and say, that is wrong information. That is man's religious system trying to shove something down my throat. That is not true because Yah is not the author of confusion and he loves us and he wants us to understand what is happening. Right. And so we've got to look at those things when that when this stuff's coming through. I know I hear it all the time and I am not coming against. I I love 
all 12 tribes of Yasharel, including Yehuda. I, I am not a fan of what I believe has become the synagogue of Satan really coming in through those types of teachings with the Talmud, the Mishnah, and the Zohar. It, it's dangerous stuff, and it's, it's, it's very enticing, right? But it's designed to trip us up, and, and Yahusha himself confronted it. So I think I'm in pretty good company. All right, get back on to what I wanted to talk about today. All right. And Yahuwah said, my Ruach shall not always strive with man, for he that also is flesh, his day shall be 120 years. There were Nephilim in the earth in those days, right? Who also gathered afterwards. They were here before the flood and they gathered afterwards, right? You know, they have abilities that we don't, <laughs> right? So there were Nephilim in the earth in those days who also gathered afterward when the Beneha Elohim, the sons of Elohim came in unto the daughters of men and they bore children unto them. The same became warriors and tyrants, which were from everlasting mortal men of the name. I and mean, there's some really interesting stuff when you slow it down and start looking at that. And Yahweh saw, that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And Yahweh repented that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created. Bara, there it is. I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For I repent that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. And we are told that Noah was not corrupted in his generations, in his genome, in the seed. It's all about the seed. It's a war of the seed. It's a war of the seed of, of Yah that comes through the woman and a war of the seed of Hasatan. You know, there were, there were, the, it's this parable of the good seed, you know, where the wheat and the tares grew up. And they say, what happened? Didn't you sow good seed in the earth? And he said, well, an enemy has done this, but don't rip up the, try to, to, to rip the tares out right now. Let them grow up together until harvest time, right? Until it's time for the harvest of the seed, because otherwise you'll harm the wheat, right? Let them continue to grow up together. That's what we're told in the, in that parable of the seed. Okay. Let's keep digging in. All right. So now I'm going on to Psalm 69. This is a very, very interesting Psalm. And I'm going to dig into a couple of different parts in here, right? That help us to see the significance of what this Psalm is about. Save me, O Elohim, for the waters are come into my soul. What's he talking, what, what's he talking about? 
chaos, right? The waters, it's, it's, it's always indicative of chaos, right? It's mining. Water flows to the path of least resistance. It is the 13th. Oh, let me count out just to be sure. Four, five, six, seven, eight. 13. Yes, I am right. If you guys don't know, like I keep this right at my computer. It's my keyboard chart and it's available. Um, I typed it up so that if you have these fonts on your computer, you've got an easy to look at chart. And it, it, I believe it is up on our website. If not, we will make sure that we get it up. But it's I, I believe it's under like our, our resources or should be. And so then you can have that chart and I just keep it right here by my desk because I'm working on so many things so many times. But anyway, mine is the 13th letter, right? It's it's chaos, right? And we're made up of that. We are very impressionable depending on whatever wave force is coming at us, right? Whatever frequencies coming at us. It affects us. It's how we're made. Yeah. Y'all made no mistake. And he knows we're fragile, right? And we're very susceptible. And that's why it's so important what we do and how we think and what we put in front of our face, right? Okay. So now listen to this. And I believe, and I hope that you can see it with me, that this is a a Psalm of the Messiah, right? And I want you to look at it with me. I believe that this was the heart cry of the Messiah. And, and we're going to look at it. Why would the waters have come into his soul? Because he took on humanity and to go to the cross, he took on all the sin. He bore our sin, right? So let's just read through the Psalm. Save me, O Elohim, for the waters are come into my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. Okay. This is the seed had to travel right in Noah. Okay. Think about this. Without Noah, there's no Mashiach, right? The seed was preserved in Noah where the waters tried to overflow him, yet he was put in the ark, right? It had to be a terrifying experience. He says, I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. My eyes fail while I wait for my Elohim. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that would destroy me, being my enemies wrongfully, are mighty, right? What that's that's most likely Gabor, Gaborim, right? Then I restored that which I took not away. Very interesting. Then I restored that which I took not away. Okay. Wow. Okay. Think about the seed. I mean, it, it was saved, right? Oh, Elohim, you know my foolishness and my sins are not hid from you. Humanity, he took on the sin of humanity. Let not them that wait on you, O Adonai, Yahweh, Zavaot, 
Okay, who are we talking about? The captain of the army of the host of angels, the one who comes back in, in Isaiah 66, where the blood is up to the bridle of the horse, you know, this our king on the white horse, right? Who deals, who treads the wine press alone. When does it happen at, uh, you know, in the fall feast, which is indicative of the grape harvest? How are grapes harvested? They are trampled down, right? They are squished, <laughs> right? That is the grape harvest to make wine. Okay, looks a lot like blood. This is the covenant right? Of my blood for you. All, all of these things connect. Okay. Let them not wait on you, O Adonai Yahweh O be ashamed for my sake. Let not those that seek you be confounded for my sake, O Elohai of Yasharel. He's like pleading that his people be given understanding right? Of who he is and what happened. Because for your sake, I have borne reproach. All right. This is what Mashiach did because of the love that our Elohim had for his creation. He came as a man, bore our sins and took it on the reproach of man, the shame, right? The sin, the shame. He made a way where there was no way. He did it for love of the Father. Because for your sake, I've borne reproach. Shame has covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren. Who was he from? Who would his brethren have been? The tribe of Yehuda. That's where he came from. But he's a son of the entire house, right? Of all 12 tribes, right? He belongs to the whole, to, to the house of Yasharel, right? But he was specifically from the line of Yehuda. I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother's children. All right, let's look at this. So become, it is H1961, Haya. It has come into being. Okay? This, this is what, in the progression of time, this has happened. Okay? In the progression of time, I've become a stranger. I've become a Zur. It's H2114, a Zur, a foreigner. Something that is strange. Something that people look upon me and see me as loathsome. Right? The people of my house, uh, of my brethren, I've become something loathsome unto them, unto my brethren, to my ak, my aki, right? Someone of the same family. It's H251, the same family or tribe, okay? I've become an alien. It's H5237, a nakri, a foreign woman, a harlot, like a harlot, right? They consider me a harlot unto my mother's. It's H517. It means it's M, mother of humans, animals. It's a, a point of, de, of departure. Very interesting. Unto my mother's children, bene, bean, right? And that's that same word for son, the bet noon, 
right? It, it's children. It, it's it's the progenitors, right? The the children who who came, right? The progeny. Okay, so now let's keep going in the psalm. Psalm sixty nine nine for the zeal of your house, right? Oh, thank you, informed. I I appreciate it. I hope I'm doing it in a way that that helps. <laughs> okay, all right. For the zeal of your house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproached you are fallen upon me. When I wept and chastened my my soul with fasting, that was to my reproach, right? I made sackcloth also my garments, and I became a proverb to them. This is really interesting to me. I became a proverb to them. Who did he become a proverb to? His people. What does that mean? It's it's the word mascal, mashal, right? H4912. And it means a byword, a good story, right? A good ethical story. Now, this is what you see. This is huge right now within all religions, right? They are, they love to tout Jesus, Jesus, you know, or, you know, uh, the, the Messiah, and we can accept all religions. This is what we just saw with what happened up on Sinai and the Ten Commandments uh, to Mother Earth, this whole ceremony that just took place that involves all these religions, right? <laughs> that, that that they've come together, uh, uh, something with the, the um, COP 7-2 or 2 something. I can't remember exactly what it was. If anybody knows, you know, put the name of it into the chat. But it was just this ceremony that just passed. I know I had posted some things on our Telegram group about it. But this is basically the line that they're going with. This is why, all, you know, all religions can be tolerated because it's not literal it's a good story. It's a good, I mean, we should all like live by the golden rule, right? You know, treat your fellow man the way you want him to be treated. And especially let's be good to mother earth. That's what they're doing. That's what they're saying. That's how they're, they're putting it. And so in this proverb, he says, I had, I made sackcloth also my garment and I became a proverb to them, to who, to his family, to those that should know him, that he became as nothing more than a good folk story that, that has some good ideas in it about how humans should treat other humans, right? This is why we can now have, um, have, um, churches that, um, can have, uh, any kind of belief I'm trying to be careful because I know the things that I, I believe and that I say are going to become strikeable offenses very soon, right? You know what I'm saying, that every letter of the rainbow can, can be acceptable and, and can be pastors and teachers and preachers. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Even though it's anathema to scripture itself. All right, let me move on. Psalm 69, 12. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and I was the song of drunkards, right? They have drunk the Kool-Aid, right? They have drunk 
the message of this world system right and it has made them drunk on their own fables they are they they have the mind of a of a sotten slush mind because they're believing all kinds of foolishness that is not true right it, i love it when when you're looking at isaiah 24 through 28 and you get to 28 and it's about the judgments of 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 a nation that has uh, has um has totally embraced the gods of the other nation. It's the story of, of Israel being taken over by Assyria, but it has the prophetic implication of another nat nation, which is to come, which has the tribes in it, which has also been fooled by their luxury and bought into that system that will be taken down. And it's followed up it, it, the last chapter in Isaiah 28 is about, it's called the drunkards of a frine, right? It, it, it's, and it's that entire Northern house that that's in the nations that are wealthy, right? Oh, thank you, Lisa. I try not to teach like a fire hose, but I know sometimes there's so many concepts that that it does come out so i I'm, I'm trying to slow it down and and because there's so much i i want to share um okay so anyway you can see that if you want to dig further give yourself a chance to either go back and listen because we we recorded it and I'm going to do a big introduction to Isaiah. I had started recording books before I decided to do introductions. And um, I'm going to do a big introduction and I'll try to really dig into some of these concepts when I do the introduction to Isaiah. I have to do, I'm going to do the prophets in the order that they appear in scripture. So I'll be doing, um, I'm going to finish first Kings. I'm, I'm working on that now. And then I'm going to do Amos, Micah, and Isaiah, and then we're going to move on to, well, I'll probably do first and second Kings, and then I'll do those prophets, right? And, and we'll continue on with the prophets and try to make that all make sense. Okay. Let's keep reading. Psalm 69. But as for me, my prayer is unto you, O Yahweh, right? The drunkards are speaking against him. The drunkards are speaking against Mashiach. They've come up through a besotted mindset, right? You, you can't think that way and be sober, right? This is the admonition to be of a sober mind, okay? is so that we're not besotted by the ridiculousness that this world system is trying to perpetrate, right? We don't want to think that way. But as for me, my prayer is unto you, O Yahweh, and an acceptable time, O Elohim, in the multitude of your mercy, hear me in the truth, in the emet of your Yeshua, in the emet, the truth of your salvation. Deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood, okay, right? The flood of Noah 
kill off the seed. He's saying, let not the water flood overflow me, neither let the deep swallow me up and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. What is he do? He's pleading for the seed of all of humanity of which he was going to be that seed. And then the rest of the seed would come forth right? Because it's a seed of life. It's a seed of all those who would believe on him. <laughs> it's the good seed. There's only two, right? There's wheat and there's tears. There's only two. Okay. This was, I had put this, was this a prophetic intercession prayer of Yahusha? Save my seed from being destroyed in the flood. I believe so. This is what, this is what I see here. Psalm 69, 16. Hear me, O Yahweh, for your loving kindness is good. It's tov, right? If you don't have anything else to pray on a day with, if you're overwhelmed with things, just lift your hands and say, Yahweh, no matter what's going on in my life, I believe that you are tov. I believe that you are good and I will not let another try to steal that from me. I will not let the enemy steal that knowledge from me that you are good and your mercy endures forever. Hear me, O Yahweh, for your loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of your tender mercies and hide not your face from your servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of my enemies. He's interceding for us. You've known my reproach and my shame and my dishonor, my adversaries. That's that's really the clue of, that's a better name. Hasatan is the Satan. That's a title. Uh, he's our adversary. That's his function. <laughs> right? Is to be against us. It's He's the adversary. My adversaries are all before you, right? He was pleading for us as he took on the sins of humanity. Reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness. I mean, how would it have felt, you know, to, to be to be mocked and spit upon and not believed and accused of all manner of evil? When all you did was love, <laughs> truly love the way only Mashiach can. Broke his heart. He created everyone for everyone that rejects him and that the, the adversary gets to steal away. It's a piece of him. It breaks his heart. He doesn't desire the destruction of the wicked. You know, he he's not... He's, that's not his desire. He, what he desires is to save as many as will come. That's why he bids us go out into the highways, into the byways, right? That's why he gave us a commission. That's why he told us, go be fishers of men, right? Okay. Reproach has broken my heart and I'm full of heaviness. And I looked for some to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. They gave me also gall for my meat. And in my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. This is how I, it absolutely confirms to me, right? This is Mashiach. This is exactly what happened when he was on the stake. 
let their table become a snare before them. And that which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened that they see not. Oh, we're getting spammed. We must be doing some, some good. We're getting spammed. So let's put them in timeout. <laughs> I may have to do it again. All right. They gave me also golf for my meat and my thirst. They gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table become a snare before them. And that which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened that they see not and make their loins continually to shake. He's dealing with powers and principalities, right? Pour out your indignation upon them and let your wrathful anger take hold of them. He's talking about the rebel, the rebellious adversaries to Yah, right? That Yah, that he created and they decided they wanted to usurp the throne. Okay. Pour out your indignation upon them and let your wrathful anger take a hold of them. Let their habitation be desolate and let none dwell in their tents, in the bait, right? That's in the house, in the tent. Okay. For they persecute him whom you have smitten. Okay. That's Mashiach. And they talk to the grief of those whom you have wounded. Add iniquity unto their iniquity and let them not come into your righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the suffer of the living and not be written with the righteous. The seed of the tear is not going to be with the seed of the wheat, right? Will not be there. But I am poor and sorrowful. Let your Yahshua, your salvation, O Elohim, set me up on high. I will praise the name of Elohim with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. What a wonderful time of year to be reading this. I so appreciated um, uh, Lee's mercy poured forth yesterday when she's talking about thanksgiving and having a thankful heart. Beautiful. If you missed it, go back and watch it. We, we need that encouragement to remember to remain thankful. Okay, it, it, it has that frequency. It raises your frequency. It gives you health and life unto your very being. Okay, just being grateful to Yah. This also shall please Yahweh better than an ox or a bullock that has horns or hoofs. The humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall live that seek Elohim. Okay, so I've got, Inform says, could this be the now beginning to separate? Uh, yeah, I, I, do I, I do feel that separation going on. What, what I feel, um, let me just add this so you all can see um, the comment. I do believe so. I believe that we, that, that what's happening, you know, we're told that the path is narrow. And you know, Watch as the money system fails. Okay. We're in the midst of it right now. It, it's already, it's already failed. It just hasn't manifested it. it this, this fiat system, it's done. <laughs> it, it's, it's over, right? 
we have come to the preface. Listen to everything that's going on. They're setting it up, the digital currency right now, and you will not be able to buy or sell without being there, without being in the system. It's already happened, okay? The masses just aren't aware of it yet. <laughs> As Sherry's there, yeah, Sherry's, I agree, Lee. Yep, I agree. I feel it. I, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 happening. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, we're there. All right. So the humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall live that seek Elohim for Yahweh hears the poor. So this is really and despises not his prisoners, right? This is this system is designed to enslave us. What's coming is designed. We can never forget right? This is a war of the seed. Okay. He's coming after the, the adversary hates Yah. So he, the, he can't get to Yah. The only thing he can do is get to Yah's seed, which is us. And he's going to try everything he can to steal as many as he can, to corrupt as many as he can, to do as much damage as he can. This is why our import, our, our position of being an ambassador on the earth during this time, it's not a mistake that you are here. All right. It's not a mistake that you and I are here right now. The, the, the Ruach, the breath, the living power is meant to flow through you and I at this time on the earth. Why? To save as many of the seed as possible. To bring them into right relationship. We've got a job to do. Don't neglect letting that Ruach flow through you. When the adversary comes against us, Yah himself raises up a banner against him. His glory is our rear guard. We are not alone. We are not forsaken. He hears our cries and he is on our side. And he's entrusted us with his name to be in the battle at this time on the earth. Could there ever have been a more honored position? He looked at us created us in the womb and decided, yes, this one, this one has what it takes to be in the final battle. That's you and I. It's amazing. He entrusted us with this. We can't despise the day of small beginnings, right? We can't equate ourselves to what we see in our natural ability. He's given us his ability and his word and it's powerful. All right. For Yahweh hears the poor and despises not his prisoners. He knows what we're going through. He sees the enslavement, right? Let the heavens and the earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves therein. For Elohim will save Zion. Okay, that's us. And will build the cities of Yahuda that they may dwell there and have it in possession. Let's look at Zion. Who is Zion? How do we know who is Zion? Right here it is in the pictograph. And I want to move this down so I get it with the word picture. All right. Okay. Z well, 
I guess I, I didn't write the word picture, but that's okay. Let's give it to you right now. All right. So Xeon, maybe I can move it back up and type it underneath. Let's see if that'll work for me. All right. So the word picture, right? Oh, I'd have to mess up all kinds of stuff. Okay. I'm just going to give it to you because I'm, I'm not this... <laughs> I'm not that talented technically. You guys know that. Anything that happens good in our ministry technically is happening because of James and Lee Carruthers. Right? Everything that you see that's impressive, whether it's a beautiful intro or a beautiful website or all kinds of wonderful things that happen that I don't even begin to understand or know how to do, that is James and Lee Carruthers making it happen. And I am so very, very grateful for my brother and sister. Okay, so let's talk about Zion. This is a Zadi, okay? The Zadi is the 18th letter. The 18th letter is all about, when you look at the number 18, it's all about warfare and conflict, right? That's really what it's all about. And I taught in depth on this. If you go to www.sepharacademy.net, every letter, I taught an audio class there that is still available. And it would be a blessing to me and a blessing to suffer if you would take that class. All right. And I taught in depth on every single letter. And it is foundational to everything really that I do when I come to bring these audio discussions. And and. And I would love it if you would go and take that class, okay? But the Zadi is letter 18. Look, it's it's a man that's been hooked. He's down on his side, okay? And then there's a Yod, which is all about the works, the right hand. I taught about this in that class and, and taught about the chiastic pattern of, of the whole Aleph Bet, right? And then there's a Vav connected to the noon, the seed, all right? The humbled man is working works that's connected to the seed of life, right? This is who Zion is. This is how are we known? We are known by our fruit. We're known by our fruit. It's the humility. Zion has the humility to work works that connects life to be continue the seed to continue the seed of yahusha his genome the seed of life the seed of the woman all right so now let's look at at this part psalm 69 36 the seed also of his servants shall inherit it what do they inherit they inherit right Zion, where we're going to dwell. It's the city. It's the city of New Yerushalayim coming down. That's what Zion is, right? And we're going to dwell there. The seed also of his servants shall inherit it. And they that love his name, Yahweh, Yahusha, shall dwell there. In. There's another clue, those who love his name. So let's look at the seed, Zerah. All right. This is a Zion, 
I, I didn't put it in the regular Hebrew, but um, I put it just in the pictograph. This is a Zion, a Resh, and an Aleph, okay? The word picture, the seed, okay? Who is the seed? Let's look at the heart. The seed is in man. It's, it's, it's coming forth. It's the seed, and it's the seed of faith. It's not a bloodline. It's a heart line. Right. We know this. If you if you read in the New Testament, just read the book of Romans, read the book of Galatians. You will see everything that I'm talking about. It will begin to make more and more sense. OK, so Zion, this is this is a harvesting. Look, it looks like a plow. It's how you harvest something. What is going to be harvest wheat? It's the seed. <laughs> we are that wheat. It's man. And how is it being done? by our father, by the olive, the, the, the strength, right? So here's the word picture I came up with. The seed is the harvest of man by the first strength, the father who created them. All right. So let me look back at some of our our uh, comments here, James is saying, please join our Telegram Fellowship group with this link. Yes, please do. We put all kinds of great things there. We've got two really great channels. One we use to do like news articles of interest. It's called Reports from Under the Desk, inspired by my friend Eric Sowers when we were laughing in the hospital his hospital room one day. And as Yah had just healed him, not only of COVID, but of leukemia in an instant, it was fabulous. And the four of us, his wife, Lisa, and my husband and I were sitting around in his hospital room and we were laughing and cutting up and rejoicing in his healing. And he suggested, uh, we were talking about what used to happen when we were kids and they would tell us, that, you know, it was the cold war and they were afraid of a nuclear war busting out. So get under your, your little desk. That's going to help you. Right. So we named, I named the, the new show reports from under the desk. So we've got that channel. And then we also have our group for fellowship, which is just called the heart of the tribes group. And so we do hope that you'll come and, and join us. And then Lee had put, um, uh, a comment says, so thankful Yahweh press shell to start Heart of the Tribes. Thank you, Lee. I really appreciate that. So thankful to be alive and chosen for such a time as this with all in the body of Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Love, love his name, Yahweh. Lee does such a good job every day. She is so faithful. She puts so many things on Telegram that are just in every day inspiring every day she's got good words every day she puts that on there full of hope full of encouragement full of of let's just keep our minds on the right track and she's she, she her and james are so faithful they just they they give this everything they've got they work all the time and and i'm really appreciative and uh thank you lisa for joining us and fantastic lesson that she's so grateful for this team and gathering for learning and encouragement. I am too. Sherry, thank you so much. Absolutely. Please also, if you have not do done so, we've got two YouTube channels and, and I could use some help on Brighteon too, right? So we've got the Between the River and the Ravens YouTube um, channel and this one. If you have not subscribed to both, please make sure that you describe to both. And 
we could use your views on our Brighteon channel. Um, they won't let you add new videos until you have so many views and, and it'll help get us up in the rankings there. So anything that you guys can do um, in that area to help us, we certainly appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. The test 24 <laughs> seven. Hallelujah. All right. Well, well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me today. We pray that these are just a blessing to you. And I am not sure yet whether I'm going to have one this Thursday or not. I know I've got something for mercy poured forth. Y'all has already told me what to talk about, but I don't know if I'll have time for an audio lesson or not. You'll know because we'll, we'll load up the announcement. I'm just not sure yet because I am traveling over to my daughter's house to be with my family that day. And I hope that all of you have a, uh, just a blessed day. And um, I know James and Lee are, are um, reading the um, tour portion today. So, yep, she just put that. So tour portion at 1 p.m. So, gosh, that's less than an hour. So, um, boy, and boy, is this going to be a good tour portion. I can hardly wait from Friday night. I have so many notes and ideas and things already that I want to talk about. It's really interesting because we get to the um, war of the seed that's taking place in Rivka's womb. Really, really interesting. So, all right. Thank you, Judy. Thank you for, for being here with me. I appreciate y'all's um, comments. It certainly inspires me and um, I appreciate your fellowship with me. So thank you for joining and please come join Lee and James at 1 p.m. for the reading of this week's tour portion. All right. Bye, you guys. Shalom for now. Yeah.